Welcome back, everybody. It's Kenneth Allen bringing you another fantastical episode. Uh, tonight, I sit down with Scott Sorensen, who is the founder of Cardinal Point Solutions, which is a program that's geared towards firefighters, uh, police officers at the moment, when they have a an injury on the job and all of the things that you have to navigate through and all the possible pitfalls that can occur throughout your your progress through everything. Uh, Scott's a great guy. He went through it himself, unfortunately, uh, and we, we had a pretty good sit-down and talked it through and flushed it out. So San Jose has been talking with Cardinal Point about adopting their program um, and adding it into our union fees in one way or another. Uh, it To me... After speaking with him twice, this is the second time that I've had a time to chop it up and kind of dissect what the uh, what the uh, what the program offers for any employee that's injured on the job. It just sounds like a, a great idea, and it's it's a long time coming. So I invite you all to take a listen. I know that he's coming around to different stations in my department, and he's explaining things. So maybe this will be if you've already spoken with him. Uh, another t- chance to understand all of the concepts and what exactly this program is offering. And if you haven't, this will be your first intro to it, and you can write down a couple of questions that you have and ask him when he does get to your station. He is attempting to make it to every station on every shift, and he's been busy for the last two months doing so. So make sure you leave out a bowl of cookies for him. Um, we we actually had him for dinner uh, one of the days, and it was great, good conversation, and I hope you enjoy this one. Once again, Scott Sorensen, Cardinal Point Solutions. I will put the link to spot on the internet at www.traumatypodcast.com, and for any further information, you can go there. <clears throat> well, almost got through it without clearing my throat. I'm working on a little cold. Hopefully that's not job-related, but you never know. Listen to this. How apropos. I mean, if you're, if you're going to have the sound broken by some ambient BS, make it not BS. Make it FD. <laughs> Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Scott Sorensen with Cardinal Point Solutions. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're talking with Scott Sorensen, captain of Santa Clara City. That's right. Fire. Who is? Uh, well, go ahead. Without and without me having to introduce it, uh, Captain. Please go ahead and tell us about yourself and what you're setting up. Sure. Uh, my name is Scott Sorensen. I am with Cardinal Point Advisors. We are a company who helps injured firefighters and police officers through the workers' comp system. When they get hurt at work, mm-hmm. I am a active fire captain with the city of Santa Clara. I've been in Santa Clara for coming up on twenty three years. Been in the fire service coming up on twenty eight years. Fantastic, great. Okay, and so you're setting up. It's called Cardinal Point Systems. Cardinal Point Advisors. Advisors. Okay, Cardinal right. Point. And Advisors. this company was born from my own experiences uh, and injuries in the workers' comp system. Okay, so uh, first tell. What's the website for this? Let's front load it with the website so anybody who's interested can look at this as they're going through the uh, podcast. The website is cardinalspc.com. Okay, SPC. And what exactly is the service that that you're offering, the website offers? So Cardinal Point Advisors 
is a company that you can call when you get injured at work and you can speak with somebody who understands the workers' comp system extremely well to help advocate for you and to help you understand the system and understand the options that you have where you may not know these otherwise, especially when you're just listening to your third-party administrator Mm -hmm. or your workers' comp doctor. So we want to make sure that you understand that not only do you have option A with your injury and your path to treatment and recovery, you also have options B, C, and D. Excellent. Option A being what the city is saying, if you're hurt on duty as a firefighter or as a city employee, this is our normal default standard of care and the procedure you go through. Rather than having to do that, your company is showing there are many other avenues that you could go down or other things that, uh, stones that you can overturn and see other directions to go and better ways to get treatment. That's right. That's right. And it's it's, uh, a, a difficult system to navigate when you understand it. Right. And yep. now try being injured, in pain, on medications, yep. uh, getting conflicting advice from your coworkers who are trying to help. And mm-hmm. what we want to do is we want to be that solid, steady uh, influence to say this is how the system works. And we want to make sure that when the time is appropriate that you get to legal advice and mm-hmm. go talk to workers' comp attorneys. And we break down the barriers to talking down to work to talking to workers' comp attorneys uh, because there's a lot of misconceptions about how mm-hmm. they work, when you would want to see them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people go down this path of trying to take care of their workers' comp injury by themselves, and things are getting delayed, their surgeries are getting delayed, they're burning up their 4850 time, and when things are flying off the rails, that is their first reach out to an attorney. Right. And so we do not give legal advice. We turn people onto attorneys um, when we recognize important milestones where they should be talking to And the employee's treatment and care and the milestones in there or uh, impedances in their care, whatever it happens to be. At some point, it's like, okay, now this has to be covered. That's right. And and so we have a, a, a set of milestones that we um, refer to mm-hmm. to say, okay, now this is happening in your case. This would be a time where you would want to go talk to an attorney. Okay, great. So um, how did you start on this? I'm guessing as most of us, including myself, and I've done this so far, I told you about my situation, and I, I've been struggling through this for a year and a half now, and it's a common story across, especially fire. So many firefighters are injured, and uh, I have had to go through this alone, as I'm guessing uh, is your story as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> it actually happened uh, on an extrication. We had mm-hmm. somebody trapped in a car. We cut him out with the, with the jaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the process of this, I felt a twinge in my back. Uh, it didn't even seem like a big deal at the time. Uh, in fact, I almost didn't even write it up. You know, we commonly don't write up our aches and pains. And this is what it felt like at the time. I, right. did, I was a young firefighter, so I did write it up just like I was supposed to. I saw the city doctor. She diagnosed me with the lower back strain. Okay. Gave me this was a city doctor, you this said? This is a city doctor. Okay. Diagnosed back strain, that's it. Right. And so uh, things got better. And, uh, and I felt that I had healed, and it was no big deal. Uh, and then I got injured again. Same 
place, same, same symptoms. Yeah. And go to the city doctor, again, diagnosed with a lower back strain. Things eventually got better, but then it would recur again. And each time it recurred, it got worse. Right. Right. And so as it's getting worse, now I'm saying to myself, hey, listen, let's go get a diagnosis. Yeah. So, hey, doc, what do you think about an MRI? And she said no. She didn't think it was appropriate. She didn't think it was the right time. Or I don't know what she was thinking. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it didn't happen. Right. So over the course of several years, my back injury would recur again and again and again. Each time it got worse. One time it landed me in the hospital off duty. Uh, okay, so not when you want to be an ER visit, you know, for yeah. for a tortal shot, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but for an existing work related injury, okay. right? That I just exacerbated off duty. Hopefully, they still considered it work related. Is that the case with that? Um, on that one, I just used my private medical insurance. I just said okay. I was doing X. I hurt my back when I was doing okay. this, and they, I walked in. They took care of me. So the other ones were all through city channels. This one is the first time you've gone to your own doctor because you happened to be off duty when it was That's exacerbated. Right. It, it actually, yeah, it was actually uh, the emergency room. Got it. Um, I was, I was locked up. Okay, that now, seems that's an important fact. I'm guessing. Right. Well, okay. I, I honestly, at that time, I didn't realize what kind of a mess I was in. Mm-hmm. I still, I wasn't mm-hmm. having much of a problem other than okay, I can't get a diagnosis, and yeah. I get better. Right, it goes away. Yeah, it, it goes away. But right? it, yeah, I just keep hurting it. But it's yeah. not like I'm con- furthering the injury. It's just this is going to be a common thing for me. Right, and so so Ooh, okay. so I wasn't really alarmed at that point. Okay. Uh, come fast forward to 2012, uh, mm-hmm. we're on a call, and um, I exacerbated it quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, same injury. I wrote it up. And uh, never had a problem with them accepting the injury as work-related. Okay. Um, my only problem was with the treatment they were giving. Yeah, So right. at this point... What treatment, really? Yeah. So at this okay. point, now now I am uh, really concerned about my back uh, with this 2012 exacerbation uh, because uh, it's now affecting me being able to get into work. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to call in sick now. Yeah. For a, a day or two days, or uh, sometimes I, it would take me out for a set. Wow. Jesus. And, okay. And so, and I'm still asking for this MRI. It's yeah. still being denied. I'm getting uh, medication, uh, chiropractic, and uh, physical therapy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the chiropractor, when he first got to me, mm-hmm. it took him six sessions to get one crack out of me. Wow. <laughs> And, and and I was working. Uh, I and you're really, still working. I, oh, I was still working. Complete, I, you're in you're in complete rigor all down your back. I, mean, I could barely get into my boots. I'm still going into work. I could barely get into my boots. I'm walking yeah. up and down stairs on calls, one legged. Oh my god! Um, okay. I mean, I could barely get around. But again, in my mind, I, I don't realize what what kind of a hole I'm falling in. Right. You know, I'm going down this hole, and I don't even realize how bad it is. That's crazy. It's just kind of the way life is yeah. for me. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's gradually every day, and some days it gets better, but it's getting progressively worse. Progressively, if you were to progressively kind of step back on. and look at it, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. And I didn't yeah. really realize the mess that I was in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, come fast forward to 2014, yeah. I've now um, still spiraling down from the 2012 exacerbation. Mm-hmm. 2014, I could not answer the bell. That was it. <laughs> I could barely get out of bed. Yeah. Um, my big accomplishments were going to the store to get food for my kids. That was wow. it. 
and um, I couldn't uh. get into modified duty. I couldn't sit. I couldn't stand. Yeah. Um, I was I was completely done. Mm-hmm. I go in to see the doc, and I said, Doc, listen, this is not a lower back strain. Something's going on. I need an MRI. And she says, okay, let's get you an MRI. How many years is this from the original injury, the extrication? 14 years. 14 years later. That's right. You've been denied an MRI for 14 years. I wasn't. Not denied continually, but each time. The the doctor wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. And then when she finally recommended it, when I was finally done and could not come into work anymore, that's when it was denied by the third-party administrator, by Sedgwick. Whoa. So wait a minute. So she finally said, okay, after 14 years... It went up to to our third-party administrator, which is the insurance company. That's correct. Well, so so the city is self-insured; they pay for everything, but they they hire a company called Sedgwick okay. uh, to process workers' comp claims. Okay, and so they have claims administrators who receive these requests from doctors, and they approve them, where they send a deutilization review. Mm-hmm. So when this MRI request came through for me, yeah, Sedgwick denied it. Great. So now, when I finally, I finally said yes. Yeah. Sedgwick said no. So now, oh, so okay. now I'm stuck. Let's see this real quick. Okay. Yeah. So I'm completely stuck now because I have an accepted work-related injury. Yeah. They're giving me treatment. Some treatment. Yeah. You know, I'm getting chiropractic. I'm getting physical therapy. I'm getting meds. Yeah. But I'm not getting the MRI. It's, and it's not getting better. And they haven't diagnosed you. Five minute warning. It's not getting better. In yeah. fact, it's gotten so bad. I mean, really, things have flown off the rails at that point. Yeah, yeah. And when you have to accept a work-related injury, the only time you, or the only medical care you get is what they give you. What the city will allot. That's right. That's yeah. right. And and, yeah. and 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 are clear. We say the city, but I think it's really more the third-party administrator. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the okay. one who's managing your case. Mm-hmm. And you can't get your private medical insurance. Why is that? At this point, you can't get your third-party medical insurance? You, you can't, can't go to your private medical insurance because you have an accepted work-related injury. So it won't be considered... Uh, okay. And so, then, okay. Yeah, your medical insurance is saying, no, it's a work-related injury. You have workers' comp. They'll pay for it. Oh, I see. So we're so, not going to pay for... No, we're not going to pay for uh, your injury on your private side because you have a work-related injury. So that's what workers' comp's for. And this is, in, if, this is if you have a health insurance that's not... Um, the, it's not the city. How can I say this? Um, for in other words, I have Kaiser. Kaiser is accepted as a city insurance carrier as, and it's my personal insurance carrier. So it, I don't really have this dilemma. I'm guessing, right? I'm not in this situation. It would be somebody who has a, somebody's going to be, if you're at Kaiser, they will take both. And so they exactly. will cover you either way. So that's okay. So this right. is why I haven't run into this situation yet, but I can see. Okay, right. So, so, so this can happen to so, other people that so, don't have Kaiser. No. Right. So with, yeah. so Kaiser, they're going to send out a bill. They'll send it, you know, one way. They'll send it another way. They'll get paid yeah. one way or another. Okay, you're, you're good to go that way. Yeah. Um, in, in my case, my private, I, I have an accepted work-related injury. My mm-hmm. private doesn't take workers' comp, and so mm-hmm. so I am stuck with. Whatever I get so from, from from work from workers comp. Okay. So now I am out of a job. We're not unable to work. I'm not out of a job yet. Yeah. I'm unable to work. Um, I'm unable to stand. I'm unable to sit. Uh, I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. For medical insurance for for medical care. And um, and I'm done. 
And that's it. And, and that, they won't they won't clear an MRI. And, and that was it for diagnosis. At that's this right. Point. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've, I've got to do something here. Yeah. And uh, I had an old roommate who was a doctor who had an MRI scanner in his practice, and he said, "Just come on in. I'll take care of you." Yeah. And so we went on the that's DL. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we went Good on the down low, and uh, uh-huh. I jumped in his MRI scanner, and he yeah. ran it by uh, a buddy of his who's a radiologist. And that's where they found four herniated discs. Four herniated discs. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. And so you've been dealing with more or less four herniated discs for 14 years. For 14 years. And really for the, that, that last final two years. Yeah, was, the 2012 was, was pretty excruciating. Sure. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. So now mm-hmm. that an injury is seen and they can physically see it. You bring this in. I bring this in yeah. and they say, oh, yeah, okay, it looks like you're injured. Oh, shocking. Yeah, okay. Yes, you can go to go see a neurosurgeon. No problem. So we go, I go to the neurosurgeon and yeah. uh, get evaluated and the plan of treatment was spinal injections. Okay. Chow is now being served in the main We will abstain from chow. Okay. <laughs> and we'll work up an appetite doing this. We'll really focus in. So this is what's going to happen. We'll be super there we go. dialed. So we'll nail it, and then we can go feast. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So so now you bring it in. So now their treatment is so okay. Spinal injection. Treatment is spinal injection. Like steroidal, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. a, a steroid injection um, yeah. at the point of injury to um, uh, reduce the inflammation on the nerves and yeah. take basically take pressure off the nerves. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Um, uh, I go to a fantastic pain medicine doc, yeah. and I, I walked in, and I had pain. My pain was at an eight to a nine all day, every day, mm. uh, and and that's just the way I lived. And I walked out of there, and it was a one. That's insane. It was unbelievable. Wow. Is it just? Does it actually physically start to shrink that quickly, or is there some kind of anesthetic? It, it, I believe there's an anesthetic it's effect. Be like, yeah, yeah, there's okay. an anesthetic it's effect as well. Amazing. Um, but then the, it, it lasted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, he really nailed the spot. Awesome. Um, that just relieved so much pressure. I was able to um, get into modified duty. Okay. In fact, I had been on modified duty before I got the spinal injections um, on advice of my attorney. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. That was an issue. Um, so you had already gone legal at this point. Uh, I wasn't represented by the attorney, but I had spoken. You had spoken informally to yeah. someone who had can somewhat. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And and yeah. the attorney said, hey, listen, I've seen this a million times. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. back injury is going to recur. Yeah. yeah. As they all do. I just, mean, it's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You only get a year off of work per injury for your career cumulatively. Wow. Per each injury. For each injury. So okay. so this back injury that I have, yeah. if I took four months off, I have eight months left for the rest of my career. And once I reach that year off where I can't work, yeah. the city can retire me. Wow. Is that with every city? Is that's, that right. a, that's a state law. That's a state law. Wow. Right. Now, we have some things that can help us. Modified duty. Modified yep. duty stops the clock of your 40, 50 time because you're coming into work. Yeah. You're just working sure. a 40-hour week instead of shift work. Yeah. Uh, long-term disability. Mm. Long-term disability is huge. It, it can Can't stress that enough. It can absolutely save you. Yeah. Um, it stops the clock of your 40, 50 
it can help you save your job. Now you're not accumulating uh, sick leave and vacation and retirement. But if you're looking big picture of maintaining your job, it's huge. Yeah, it's not eating away at all of that. Right. And, and your disability time. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I, I, so I had gotten completely wiped out in January of 14. Okay. I got back to work uh, beginning of June of 2014 before the spinal injections. And then in mid-July, I got the spinal injection. So I was working for about a month and a half. Okay. Uh, where I was in just total agony. Uh-huh. But on the advice of the attorney, go in, stop the clock. I don't care how bad it hurts. Just stop that clock. Yeah. Because you're going to need it later. Right. Right. So, yeah. so I get the spinal injections. I'm, now I'm back on modified duty feeling actually relatively good. Okay. But I have a lot of physical therapy ahead of me. Okay. Right. You know, effective physical therapy this time. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Last two years, my, my right leg was just locked up. Wow. And so now I can move, I can stretch, I can, I can do these things and, and start to strengthen. That's when my physical therapy was denied. You have got to be kidding me. What, under what grounds? I had used 24 physical therapy visits over the previous two years. All for not. All for not. It was it was completely ineffective. Uh-huh. But again, you know, I'm in this hole that I don't really yeah. realize that I'm just kind of spinning around going nowhere. Yeah. You know, if anything, I'm just getting worse. And you're just following more or less what the city advised you to do I'm and just, said this is our prescription for your treat. So, I mean, how did you not know? I mean, did you know you were running out of physical therapy hours? I, mean, I, I didn't know the rules. No, who knows the rules? I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know the rules. Nobody I, knows? Okay. I, Nobody knows this, I guess, is what we're getting down to. I'm just trying. I'm just doing what I'm told. Right. That's I'm trying to be a good soldier, like a firefighter, struggle through it, fight through it. Uh, I'll deal with the pain. I'll follow what you guys want me to do. Well, what are my other options that, that I know? At that point? No, who at that, knows? At that point, I didn't know I had other options. Yeah. You right. know, I'm just I'm just trying to, to get back, get back working. This is their A plan. This is their, That's their right. letter A plan. Right. That's you right. just follow on it. Just yes, sir. This. Follow. I'll be there. I'll be on time. I'll do the physical therapy. That's right. Great. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so, so the now. good news, spinal injections pop me up. Bad news, physical therapy is now denied. Now denied. This is when I can really use it, right? Right. Finally. And so uh, in, I told all of my practitioners, I had a, a primary treating physician, I had a pain management doctor, a chiropractor, and a physical therapist mm-hmm. all working on me you got at a team. the time, right? Yeah. And every single one of them agreed that my new game plan in lieu of physical therapy is Pilates, mm-hmm. swimming, and yoga. Okay, right. So go do that on your own. Yeah. Okay, so I go to the city and I say, well, you're denying my physical therapy. Here are four letters from four doctors. Professionals. And if yeah. And yeah. by the way, my PT is a doctor. She's a PhD mm-hmm. physical therapist. Right. Right. This is my treatment plan. I need three hours off a day to do this. And they cleared it. No problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they went, oh, no. way to think outside the box. No. They, uh, nope, they no just it. the opposite. They denied it. Shocking. Uh, if, if, you okay. wanna, if you want to take time off to do that, uh-huh. uh, you're going to have to take your own time off. Yeah, of course. So yeah. You can, so you can take sick, and uh, since you're unmodified, you can take vacation if you want, you know, personal leave, whatever. Yeah. Whatever bank of time you want to do, yeah. you can do that. We're open to wherever you want to take your time That's off. right. Yeah. That's right. So it's go ahead. Very and, big of them. Yeah, just let, just let us know, uh-huh. and, and you could go do that. Right. So um, this, this didn't seem right to me. Uh, no. It doesn't sound right to anybody, any employee yeah. so, dealing with an employee-related injury. So yeah. I, I contacted our HR department. Yeah. Uh, and spoke with the risk manager and our HR tech uh, in charge of workers' comp, and I had a meeting with them, and I presented this uh, scenario to them. I just said, hey, listen, 
All I'm asking for is a few hours off each day so I can go rehabilitate myself and get back on duty and start working again. And they said, okay, well, we'll, we'll take a look at that. And uh, a couple weeks go by and I don't hear from them and I shoot them an email, no response. A couple more weeks go by, I shoot another email, no response. Six weeks go by, I walk into the office, what's going on, guys? Mm -hmm. And the HR tech says, oh, yeah, did, did we get back to you? Yeah, no. Right. She said, oh, yeah, well, we checked with outside counsel, and they said, we're not legally required to do this, so we're not yeah. going to do this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Of course. Okay. So, well, you know, I still need to get my back better, so I'm taking my own personal time, and I work my way back to full duty doing this program. Good grief. Okay. So uh, almost a year to the day that I went off duty, I got back on duty. Okay. On your own, of your own accord. That's really. right. Yeah. So, okay. Again, not what we should have to do, but what firefighters will do because we're... I could have walked away at that point, but... Yeah. That's not what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Your heart's... In, yeah. Of course. No. Take advantage of this whole thing. Go get fixed and go, 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 go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. So in the process of this, I'm thinking to myself, this is, this is crazy. This just doesn't make any sense. You know, here's a valuable employee, expensive employee who's doing everything they can to try to get back to work, overcome this injury, mm -hmm. with almost no support. Yeah. And so I started calling friends in my department, calling friends in other departments, just to find out if this is unique to me or if this yeah. is happening you know, to other people or if anybody has similar stories. Turns out every single person I talked to in every single different department has either had a similar experience or knows someone in their department who's had a similar experience. Yeah. Uh, easily, I could name six right now off the top of my head. Right now, actually, there's one, two in today that are going through the same thing. Yes, this is endemic. That's right. Okay. Right, and so that I, I don't want to say it made me feel better. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would say that I would say okay, it's not just me that is happening to. Mm -hmm. And so I still wasn't satisfied with that. Mm -hmm. And so I gathered our firefighters union and our police officers association. Mm -hmm. And we did a survey on the workers comp system in the city of Santa Clara. Okay. And it was brutal. Uh -huh. Their results. The results were absolutely brutal. Uh -huh. uh, it validated everything I went through because yeah. dozens of people had gone through the same thing just year after year after year. Yeah. And I'm just another one of many that right. have gone through the same thing. Right. What this survey did, though, was it gave us some answers as to what the real problems were in the system. Okay. So right off the top, by far, we're delaying denial of care. Okay. So number one issue is denial and delay of care. That's right. From 2007 when you got injured. Uh, 2000 when I got injured. Oh, 2000. Right. right. Yeah. 2012. Was that? Yeah. Okay. So 2000 might have been good. Okay. Go yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, number speak. two was people, people were not... Um, uh, getting, um, they were not, they weren't being treated well by their department, their city or their third party administrator. And so, you know, it's like, it's like you're, you're faking it or you're a criminal or something when you get hurt and you're put under a tremendous amount of scrutiny when it's like, no, I just got hurt. I'm reporting it like I'm supposed to. Why don't I just go get some medical care and get back? Right, but they're not being treated well. Mm -hmm. uh, the city doctors weren't good. People did not like our city doctors. Mm -hmm. 
people were totally lost in the workers' comp system. Once they got in, they're fending for themselves, and they're trying to learn a workers' comp system that's extremely complicated. It's not set up to get them better. It's set up to manage medical costs for the employer. Right. And they're doing this while they're in pain and on medications, a lot of cases. Yes, of course. Right. And then lastly, people are paying out of pocket for medical expenses. Because mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier, once you uh, have an accepted work-related injury, you get the care that they give you. Right. There, yeah. And if you need something, you're paying for it on your own. The most effective care is basically for you was not covered by the city. That's right. Both things, either the the uh, physical therapy or any of the yoga or the non-impact, the swimming, none of those were going to be. Those the most effective care was not going to be uh, doled out of the city's pockets. That's right. That's right. On top of that, um, they, they drug their feet on even getting a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how much of this money would the city have saved initially had they just paid for an MRI to diagnose what was going on. Well, here's the funny thing, is that when I'm not coming to work, the city's paying overtime. Right. And so, you know, depending on your agency and your rank and tenure, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they could be paying, you know, $1,000 or more per shift. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just call it $1,000. Right. So every day I'm not at work, it's it's costing them $1,000. Right. Just like that. Every day, yeah. And so the funny thing is, is that when, while your fire chief or police chief or whoever is writing checks for a thousand bucks every day to fill the position, mm-hmm. this is over a lack of diagnosis mm-hmm. for the MRI. Yeah, right. You know what MRIs cost? I have no idea. I would think they've got to be expensive if they're denying and you're paying a thousand dollars a shift. They've got to be, I would think, upwards of ten, ten thousand, ten k. The workers' comp reimbursable rate for an MRI is three hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> Wait, a minute, so so basically a third of a day's shift. That's right. Is is it one MRI? One MRI. The 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 the, the workers' comp rates. Yeah, are set by law. They're based. They're 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 related to the Medicare reimbursement rates. Okay, okay. It, it is what it is, and they're not they're not really negotiable. And what? so, okay. So if a workers' comp third party administrator or insurance company wants to get an MRI for an injured employee, they'll have a contract with a radiology group, mm-hmm. and they'll say. You get $360 for an MRI. Right. That's okay. what we pay. And the radiology group can say we take workers' comp or we don't take workers' comp. Right. So we don't have to go to you if we don't, we don't take you or we do take you. Or That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Okay. So so, so that, $360 compared to $1,000 a day. So when you're missing whole tours, you're talking about three, three grand a tour, four grand yeah. a tour, right? which you've been taking care of by $360 and an hour. Right. And All the, right. And the funny thing this is, is insane. The okay. funny thing is, is uh, I was arguing with our former risk manager uh, mm-hmm. for for um, a change in our system, where I said, "Listen, if any firefighter or police officer gets a musculoskeletal injury, mm-hmm. we should get an X-ray or an MRI right off the bat, first thing for diagnosis." And he said, "You know what? That'd be a real big problem for us because we would get a bunch of negative results." And that's a big waste of money. No, no, it's not, right? If you had a negative result, does that just mean you go back, you're cleared for work then? It just gets you right back to work. 
And yeah, so okay. he was looking at it from the $360 standpoint and saying the negative result gets you back to work. Yeah, but if you pay, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, the funny thing is, is that, you know, we go back to work if it hurts. We'll go back to work in pain. Yeah. But not if we feel that there could be an exacerbation of an injury. That's right. If it could put ourselves in danger, if it could put our crew in danger. That's the other thing, too. Right? We don't yeah. want to fail uh, a knee trying to pull or a shoulder yeah. or anything in a critical situation. When I'm doing a save or my buddy's down, i got to drag him out. Right? That's right. Right. Okay. That's right. And so so we're going to sit at home until we know that you know it's stable. Right. And so 360 bucks. okay, yeah, you, your knee's sore, your shoulder's sore, but I don't see any major injury. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're back to work. So, exactly. So these are all things you're, you're coming up with in the course of setting this program up. So what exactly? So now we're getting to the to the to the essence of of this of this business. What what is the company providing for the average firefighter who's injured? Right. So we start off with advocacy. There's a phone number that you can call. Okay. That will get hold of a workers' comp system expert. Okay. We are not attorneys. We know the system very well. And so we know that not only do you have option A that you mm-hmm. can go to when you know your system tells you to do option A, mm-hmm. you have option B, C, and D as well. Mm-hmm. And that you need to be able to be aware of that so you can choose the best one that's for you. Right. On top of that, we recognize when you would need to see a workers' comp attorney. So you see them early on, and they can be giving you good, solid medical legal advice early on your case rather than at the end when you finally have broken down and the wheels are falling off your case mm-hmm. and you've burned through nine months of your 40 50 time yeah and that's their starting point right we want to get you on board early mm-hmm. on top of that we have a database of medical providers great okay. only rated by police and fire by, by people that have had experience with these doctors and surgeons, et cetera. That's right. Okay. So so only line police officers and firefighters. Okay. And only for workers' comp. Okay. One of the hardest things to do, especially when you're injured, is try to figure out who to go to. To right. uh, repair your ACL, to repair your torn up shoulder, to work on your back. And the way we get this information is around the firehouse or around the police or around the station, right? Yeah, right. And uh, you might be getting good advice. You might be getting mediocre advice. You might be missing some incredibly important advice that somebody has in your department, but you don't have an opportunity to talk to them. Yeah, he's in a different shift in a different battalion. But had I known, I would have spoken with her. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, a lot of these times you're just off duty. And so you're you're, you're losing touch. Right. And you're not connected with your crews anymore. That's insane. It's amazing how much of this is hearsay in the department. How to know, well, go to this guy. Don't go to this person. This guy's bad. And there's no, until now, anywhere you can just go and look somebody up. So have a different option. So we have a central database. The only way to get into this database Mm -hmm. is to go through me. Mm -hmm. And so this is intended for firefighters and police officers to to take the um, the anecdotal portion out of it mm-hmm. and yep. say, this was my experience, you memorialize it, and not only are you helping somebody in your department, mm-hmm. you're helping people all over the system. And so now, in this profession, we know that a lot of people live far away from where they work. Right. And so this now allows those people to connect 
with the professionals in the area that they live because as we expand, mm-hmm. now let's say we go over to Santa Cruz, the Santa Cruz people can put in their experiences and a San Jose firefighter who lives in Santa Cruz can now work off those. Work off those people in the city there, in Santa Cruz. Likewise, um, if there's not enough good uh, uh, specialists over in Santa Cruz, Mm -hmm. and they're looking over on the San Jose side, the San Jose people can start filling information, and now we are now trading information not only department-wide, but profession-wide. That's huge. That is so amazing. So when I we kind of messed around with this last time when you came by and initially uh, introduced this to us, I likened it as, as basically because I'm, I'm a fireman. You got to, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a caveman that gets to run in a burning building. But I likened it to, uh, yeah, it's Yelp. It's like a Yelp site, basically, for firefighters to look at surgeons and look at doctors and specialists. And there's more. We'll get to that in a minute. But just say, well, what are they rated? What is this little? Tell me. Somebody can write a review of these people, and, and you can you can pull that up in the database and see what they're you know what's their worth to everybody else. Sure. And and where I where I feel that we're unique compared to a Yelp, okay, yep. is that this is from the perspective of public safety. We need our bodies to do our jobs. We're not file clerks. We're not yep. street sweepers. Yeah. You know, we we have to be physical. We have to be durable, uh, yeah. uh, and we need to be able to utilize our bodies in, in very extreme conditions, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes really critical conditions, uh, and, and not fail. And yeah. our medical professionals need to know how to do that, how to get us back and, and yeah. in that position. And on top of that, they need to take workers' comp. Okay, exactly. And right. so, so these are you, all, yeah. So if you were to look for a medical professional on Yelp, you have no idea whether or not they take workers' comp. Right. So everybody on my system mm-hmm. has done a workers' comp uh, job for... Yeah, for I, did, I meant it for like, Yelp is like looking at restaurants and stuff. I didn't even, are there actually doctors on Yelp? Um, I don't know if there are. I don't know. It's not important, but I'm sure there are. Now that, now that you mentioned right. that, I'm sure there are. But yeah, this is specifically... But that's what's so beautiful about it is it's catered for the firefighter or police officer uh, boots on the ground that are dealing with this day and night in the firehouses and out on the line. And so we're all getting exposed to the same injuries and illnesses. And these are people that specialize in those things. That's right. And yeah. then you, you know that the reviews are not coming from, you know, the person's secretary, mm-hmm. you know, brother-in-law, you know. Yeah, and, it's, and, yeah. And, and, it's and not self-promotion. Like, like, like it might happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but that's that's not the case here. Right. You, know, you know this is a, a real firefighter, a real law enforcement officer who's had a real experience in workers' comp, and they're being honest about their experience. That's exactly it. And, so, and you're, the way that people are getting um, admittance to this, to your your website and your company is you have you are vetting each person to see they are part of a department we sign up as a department and we're all employees in there so you know okay they're clear they're actual professionals in this in this field that's right so my clients are the unions and associations okay yep and so I have one single client that would be a union or association mm-hmm. and all of their members would then be able to be have, would, would be members of Cardinal Point Advisors. Mm-hmm. And so then each member gets their own login to be able to get into the database and see the reviews, mm-hmm. also write reviews. Great. And then also have access to a lot of important documents 
mm-hmm. uh, to help them through their workers' comp system, in addition to the advocacy to help walk you through it. So you have... Those are a lot of things you just mentioned there um, that are that I want to touch on. So you have you have an advisor, uh, you have a telephone, someone available on telephone to call you up and tell you about your rights. Uh, you have the ability to a database to look up uh, doctors, surgeons, specialists in the field, uh, not only to see what people have written about them, but to also write your own reviews, your own history about them. Um, you. Um, now I forgot what was the last thing you just said. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Now, here's the, now, what I wanted to ask, there's one other thing that was even more important. Did you now? Do you have to sign oh, up the documents? Um, okay, yes. And now you have you have a database of documents of state law, federal or state regulations, I assume, and things that are public record and so forth. Well, the the funny thing about that is that the state law that governs yeah. medical treatment for work related injuries. Mm-hmm. is not readily accessible. Okay. The only way you can see this document is to go down to the Department of Industrial Relations mm-hmm. and they'll slide a copy over to you and you can thumb through it and you can see what the actual medical protocols are to treat work-related injuries. Mm-hmm. State-mandated protocols. That's right. Yeah. It's a legally correct way to treat injuries at work. Right. Okay. Then you have to hand it back. Okay. And you're done. Oh. So then you basically have to take notes or that's it. Or that's it. So there's no or, other database out there that might have this stuff. Is that what you said? Well, the, the publisher um, has a, is a money-making venture for the publisher. Of course, right, right. And so uh, these have been purchased. And so I have the rules of the game. Great. If you want to know the rules of the game on the medical treatment protocols, I have purchased them mm-hmm. through the publisher, and they are available for our members. And this also is part of the membership. That's right. Excellent. That's right. And then, mm-hmm. a little secret sauce. Okay. And there's even more. <laughs> but that, wait, there's Just more. to wet your beak. Yeah, there's more There's more out there to, to, to even get into when we get into the nitty-gritty of this. And once you're a member, uh, you get all this information. Right. So we sign up en masse. you got to do it as a department, as a whole. Is That's that right. correct? That's right. So it's an all-or-nothing thing with each department. It's an all-or-nothing thing. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a couple reasons for that. Uh, with individual sign-ups... Um, people will sign up when they get hurt. Yeah. Right. Um, I would love to pay for my car insurance after I crash my car. Sure. Yeah. Um, I just can't afford to keep the doors open for that. Yeah. Um, and the other is that we have another, a number of legislative assaults on unions going on right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, don't I know it there? You got laid off here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's a a huge push to make us a right to work nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, part of that means that union dues would be optional. Uh-huh. I want to give the unions something uh, and associations a reason for membership. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are Correct. a member of a union or association, this program is available to you. Excellent. If and when union dues become optional and you choose to leave and still want that union to represent you, mm-hmm. well, you can leave and you cannot pay your dues. This program will not be available to you. Got it. So this will be incentive to join a union. That's you, right. You, you're entitled to all these benefits as well. That's right. I love it. That that, that does make sense. Um, that would be nice to sign. I mean, but look, that that's a good move for now. I think it's... And is it going to... With the ones... I know this is a department-specific thing, but... Are they charging their employees more for this, or are they absor- are unions or 
associations or uh, are they absorbing the costs themselves? Like, in other words, are they reallocating funds to cover this? That That is a decision that each union makes themselves. It just depends, yeah. on, it depends on their own budget. Yeah, that's uh, what I can. And, and, yeah. and they, they handle that internally. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um, what, if you broke this down, does it run per member, per firefighter or employee? It's $2.75 per member per month. Per month, not per paycheck, per month. That's right, per month. Okay. Okay. Um, I I did my best to project the costs, yeah, and to um, keep this as low as possible to make sure that the costs are covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't want money to be the reason why somebody can't get this. That's great. And the costs we talked about it for you: said insurance goes into your insurance, it goes to uh, paying your employees that are working the the telephone hotlines and so forth. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It all makes. I mean, you, once you start going through it, it starts to make sense. Um, I wanted to uh, anything right now that you want to also touch on because I'm going to plow bravely forward. Go ahead. No, go do your thing. Um, well, I was I, I had a couple of questions about um, about who can get treated and and when we should possibly when we start running into a log jam like you did. Okay. So the, uh, the, yeah. the the first thing we get into is prevention. We want to prevent that log jam. Yeah. Okay. And that that starts right at the moment of injury. Yeah. Okay. When you get injured at work and you fill out a claim form, the moment you fill out that claim form to when they choose to accept or deny your claim, the city or your employer, city, county, special district, whatever you have, they're obligated to pay up to $10,000 in medical care, even if they ultimately deny your claim. Wow. Okay. So what this allows you to do is allows you to go to the emergency room. Yeah. So got it. One of the things that we talk about is lowering the threshold to go to the emergency room. Hmm. Okay. We know what an emergency is. Right. We know when you need to go to the emergency room and when you don't. Yeah. And a lot of the things that we experience at work with our injuries don't meet the traditional standard of going to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. But that's when you have the ability if you're outside of the workers' comp system, to go to your doctor and then go get legitimate treatment. Right, exactly. Okay, that doesn't necessarily work the same way when you're workers' comp. Mm -hmm. And so the concept that we try to get across is if you need something physically done for you, pain management, Mm -hmm. an X-ray, an MRI, a splint, crutches, testing, some sort of treatment, if you need something physically done because of this injury, go to the emergency room. Got it. And by the way, those doctors do not have to abide by the state treatment protocols for injured workers. Mm-hmm. These are emergency room docs. They just do what they want. Got it. They're outside the parameters of the state workers' comp. That's mandates. right. That's right. Right. Of course. So if you need treatment, call us right away. We'll talk about it, and we'll talk about your need to have you know, some sort of something physically done for you. So I'm injured. I'm on duty. I hurt my back. So uh, something falls and a, and a fire hits my back. Twinge, ouch! I go back to the fire station. I didn't go to the emergency room right then. What 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 do I do? So do I um, go that night to the ER? It, well, it depends on how you're feeling. Okay, right. If if you're saying you know what, I can make it through my shift. Yeah, I'm good to go. Let's say I do say that I can okay. make it through. I'll tough it out. Sleep it off. Yep. So you sleep it off, and the next morning you wake up and you're just like, oh, Uh-oh. yeah, okay, this isn't good. Yeah. Okay. So you might be looking at pain management. 
you okay. might be looking at trying to get a diagnosis. Did, when something fell on you, did did, did you uh, get a fracture? Right. You know, did something get fractured? Did something get torn? Uh, would you be wanting an MRI mm-hmm. uh, to look for a soft tissue injury? Yeah. Right? And I'm so, starting to feel pins and needles. I'm worried about it. Right. right. Okay. Right. And so now, uh, with this... Um, you're gonna you're gonna want to get a diagnosis, and you're gonna get some pain management. Okay? Yeah, of course. So, so you can you can walk into any emergency room. You fill out your workers' comp form before you leave. You walk into any emergency room, say I got hurt at work, and off you go. Okay. And now you can also advocate for yourself. So hopefully you've called us in the meantime. Wow. Okay. And we're we're kind of prepping you for the emergency room visit got because it. what we want to prep you for is helping you advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Of course, a yeah. lot of us walk into doctors' offices like I did yeah. for over a decade and say, "What do I need to do, doc?" Okay, I'll just go do that. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I don't need an MRI. Okay, I yeah. guess I don't get my MRI. Right. Yeah, we help you advocate for yourself to say, "Hey, while you're having that conversation with your doc, talk to them about pain management, mm-hmm. making sure that your pain is adequately controlled. Talk to them about diagnosis." Is there anything that we can do to help diagnose this thing right now? Okay. Right? Uh, Would an an x-ray be indicated? Would an MRI be indicated? You know, we're not there to tell the doctors how to do their jobs. We're there to advocate for ourselves. Got it. To make sure that we get the best treatment available. Like, good verbiage for that would be, hey, just so you know, this is going to be a workers' comp thing. It may take time for any of my MRIs or future tests to be done. I mean, we're talking months is there the normal protocol for this type of injury? And if so, what would it take to order this stuff? Yeah, well, Something whatever, like that. Whatever you need to do to, to start that conversation yeah, with right. your doc. And don't just sit there passively uh-huh. and say, I had this situation. Now you now you talk to me. Tell me what I do. And then I'm done. So right? Exactly. So you're giving people the tools and some of the things to say to the doctors to get this procedure. Right. Have that conversation with them. Do everything you can to advocate for yourself at that moment because while you're at the emergency room, again, you are not bound by these Mm -hmm. ACOM guidelines. The doctors can do whatever they want. If their scanner is open and they feel that it's clinically indicated, they're going to throw you in the MRI scanner. Right. Awesome. We had a a firefighter uh, who uh, got injured at a fire. They uh, hurt their shoulder. They didn't write it up. They thought it would go away. One of those aches and pains, right? Yeah, yeah. Three weeks later, it's getting worse and worse and worse to the point where they have to go off duty. Oh, great. I get a phone call. Yeah. So I get a phone call. I'm going off duty. What do I do? Yeah. Right? Do I go to a regular doctor? Where do I go? Because my shoulder pain's killing me. So I said, okay. Well, why don't you go to the emergency room? Okay. First of all, get your pain taken care of. Second of all, see if they could do some imaging. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, yeah. and what you're describing, and with the uh, numbness and tingling down your arm, yeah. um, you know, talk about your neck, too. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, where everything stems from. Yeah, yeah. mention neurologic deficit. In other words, right. mention these things. Mention okay. don't, don't. more than one system is being affected. Right. Right. Okay. Good. Right. Um, I got a call two hours later. Uh-huh. Uh, the MRI was completed, and they found right. a neck injury. And Perfect. they, and they were treating, and they were off and rolling, uh, treating for the neck injury. Amazing. Just like that. And if he had gone earlier, it would have been treated even earlier. It would have been treated earlier. But here, here were some of the barriers that we had to break down. Yeah. Uh, I hurt myself three weeks ago. Yeah. 
and I didn't say anything or do anything, yeah. can I still get medical treatment? Right. Um, are they going to deny me? And what happens if they deny me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we have that $10,000. The city denied it? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, so, so, the, so they didn't deny it. Of course not. Right. But, but, this, but is they, the, this is what somebody's thinking. This is like, the injured employee. Yeah. yeah. And, and saying, well, you know, trying to navigate this system with these questions. Yeah. Wanting to know, where do I get this medical care? Yeah. Where are these barriers that are going to stop me? Yeah. Right. And what happens if they deny me? Am I on the hook for a, a, an ER bill? Right, exactly. Right? That, I, that would be my first thought. Right, and so hang on one second. You mind? I'm going to tell these guys to hold off on the dishes. Hey, you guys mind holding off on the dishes right no. now? Quiet now. Yeah, it's my, it's my responsibility. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> just after that, then we're good. And then shut up, by the way. Jesus. Um, okay. So that would actually, I, I would, I was really concerned about that. When I, when I went in to get the CT scans and everything, it still hadn't been cleared by workman's comp. And so I figured, oh, no, my, if this just gets denied, am I on the hook for all of this? Right. And this is, this is, this are, is why that phone number exists. Oh, man. Just, so invaluable. It's I just, swear to God. It's simply uh, just a call, and you have these questions and concerns, and we can say, you know, did, did we give them legal advice? No. 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 We just said, this is how the system works. This is what's available to you. Yeah. You can write a worker's comp claim. Put it on the desk of your supervisor and walk over to the ER, and it is paid. Done and done. I love it. See, I right even just now, this podcast is helping people know this. Nobody knew. I didn't know that until this. That's amazing. Okay, fantastic. So, so, so yeah. this is this is the advocacy portion of of where we come in, where we can help you right at the time of injury, make a good, solid decision to help you best take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, a couple of people were asking, what happens if you are off duty and things like this happen? Is there things that people ask you? Um, or, like in your case, let's say it is a pre existing injury and it gets exacerbated off duty. You don't have to. Yeah. We, we run across that a lot. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, uh, public safety people are active. Of course. Right? Yeah. We, we, yeah. We, we've played sports growing up, we, we ride mountain bikes. We snowboard and ski and, mm-hmm. and do and, and do all sorts of stuff and, and sustain injuries mm-hmm. doing this. We also exacerbate these injuries when we come on duty mm-hmm. doing our regular jobs. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of confusion as to how this is viewed by the uh, by the employer um, because you would think that they would want to go after you and say, "Well, no, you've." Got an old football injury, so we're, we're not going to take care of your knee, even though you hurt it yeah. stepping off the rig. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So the state of California uh, has seen this movie many, many, many times, and yeah. they actually developed a law to help settle this issue. If an injury is one percent work related, it's work related. Wow, huge. Okay. So that settles the causation issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. That doesn't mean that your employer or third-party administrator won't challenge you, it doesn't mean that they're not going to reject your claim and cause you to fight for it. But at the end of the day, as far as causation is concerned, Mm -hmm. you can have an injury that you suffered off-duty and exacerbated on-duty, and if it's deemed to be 1% work-related, it's work-related. Got it. That's, That's a huge fact. I'm glad to know that. 
It's kind of an innocent until proven guilty thing. It's a default to 1% is 100%. That's right. Okay. And then it's it's up to them to disprove that. No. Okay. Why not? So they can they can deny any claim they want. Any claim that comes across their desk, Got they it. have the right to deny. Got okay? it. In fact, the third-party administrator or your insurance company has called us a duty to defend. Okay. Okay. Their yeah. client, their client being the city, the city or county or you know, yeah. employer, district, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it depends on how far they want to take it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So some will just simply deny and fight it to the nth degree. Some will deny and weed out the ones that are going to quit early. Uh huh. And then then they'll jump on board, mm-hmm. right? And some will see it for what it is and realize that at the end of the day, if it's it's going to be deemed one percent. They're going to end up paying, and the question is, how much money do we want to spend, and how hard do we want to fight before we lose? Before we, yeah, got it. And and so it just kind of depends on uh, which third party administrator you have, um, how your HR people view this, um, and 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 really where they want to take this. Yeah, how far they want to go. The end game, I guess, court in, in a court of law. Right, somewhere. and and of course, when uh, you have a workers' comp claim that is denied by your employer. That is one of the milestones where you would be talking to an attorney. Got it. And that's so, who you'll advise. Right away. So we, we would um, be talking to this person, and they'd say, hey, listen, they just denied my claim. Say, okay, no problem. Go talk to an attorney. This would be one of those times. So you, you're mentioning, we're, we're talking mainly right now about on the site, you have a, a, you have a, you have a review for doctors and, and surgeons and specialists. But there's a lot of other players in the game that we're talking about right now. Lawyers, um, city mediums, or, you know, uh, mediaries rather, and insurance companies. Are, are there are there places on your website for those people to be reviewed, talked about, and shared with everyone else in the yes, state? Yes, we, we actually have the same review system for workers' comp attorneys and for claims administrators who work for your third-party administrator. Okay, and great. So, so this is important. Um, workers' comp attorneys are awesome. They are, these are good people who do a great job for us. We yeah. need them desperately, and I, I am very, very grateful for their service and, and what they do for us. Yeah. We also need to know who these good people are, Yeah. right? And to uh, make sure that we find the best attorney for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be based on proximity. It might be based on just how we relate to them on an interpersonal basis. It might be uh, because of the services they, they can provide, uh, whether or not they uh, do industrial disability retirements, mm-hmm. uh, whether this attorney requires you to sign on as um, a represented client immediately, right, uh, or if they will spend some time with you unrepresented. Right. Uh, and so, so these are all factors that, that an individual needs to consider when they're choosing an attorney. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is we want to be able to put uh, these reviews on uh, to show real-life experiences that public safety personnel have had. Excellent. Okay, so attorneys can be reviewed that way too. That's right. As what about like the, uh, the, the people that are denying these claims? What so, about those? So the claims administrators, uh, these are the people who work for your third-party administrator. Yeah. They receive the request for authorization from the medical providers. So your medical provider might want uh, medications or an MRI or surgery or physical therapy. Mm-hmm. They write it in a request for authorization. It right. goes to the claims administrator. By law, they can approve every single thing that comes across your desk. 
They they have the power. Those they have, people they, they have the have legal the power. right to do it, but that's okay. not how it actually works. Right. They actually have a set of guidelines. Okay. What they would normally approve at their level, and these are internal guidelines. Right. City or their company. Their their company guidelines. Yeah. And they'll either approve certain things or they'll send a, send them a utilization review. They don't have the power to deny. But they can approve or send a utilization review. Which is a board of people. What's utilization? Just the higher-ups, their superiors. It is a, a doctor board. that is hired by the third-party administrator okay. to review the request for authorization and align it with ACOM guidelines, which are the bare minimum standard of medical care. So it's not a QME. It's not a QME. It's not a qualified medical evaluator. No. This it's is a, a different person. It's a different a, arena. That's right. This is a doctor who receives this paperwork and says... X doctor wants surgery for this person's back. I'm going to align it with ACOM guidelines or the California MTUS medical treatment utilization schedule. Okay. And see if it's aligned. It, and if it's not aligned, it gets kicked back as not medically necessary. Okay, great. Right. Which is the case you had going with your MRI or um, your physical therapy afterwards. That's right. Because this okay. is the way they manage, fall into that category. This is the way they manage costs. So they yeah, right. essentially, if anything exceeds the bare minimum standard or mm-hmm. the internal UR guidelines from the third-party administrator, which exceed the minimum standard, if yep. anything is outside of that, they deem it as not medically necessary. Mm-hmm. It actually doesn't have anything to do with how much pain you're in. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, whether or not you're able to come into work, um, whether or not you're going to be able to continue your career. This yeah. is about managing costs. It's their individual costs with their company. They're cutting as many as much chaff that they can from this, right? Or what they deem is chaff. The third-party administrator shows success to their client, being the employer, Uh by by minimizing medical costs, um, rooting out waste and fraud, and only authorizing what they consider to be necessary medical care. Right. And that's how they win the contracts to have these uh, cities as their clients. That's right. And and, and, uh, it's a valid goal. Yeah, of course. Well, so, for them, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a money-making system just like everything is. Well, well, it, it's a valid goal to say we don't want chiropractors to be prescribing lifetime chiropractic care. Yeah, right? and us having to shell out to it or your, their clients have yeah, to yeah. shell out uh, for it. it yeah. It's a valid goal to say um, you know, we don't want unnecessary surgeries because this guy wants to rack up surgeries. Okay, I mean, yeah, there, true, are, there are unscrupulous medical That's providers out there, good point. right? Right. Um, there are people who commit workers' comp fraud. Sure, they're out there. Yeah. Right, and we and we have to recognize that. Yes. Um, and this totally. is one thing that they do. This is this is their system to so they can manage that. Right. The problem is when you're looking at medical costs and you're thinking that that's the only thing, that's the only part of the puzzle. Yeah. When you're denying a $360 MRI... And you're paying... And you're paying for four to six weeks of conservative therapy in physical therapy land, you know, which, you know, that's going to run you $1,000. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Only to find out the guy's got a torn meniscus, and your fire chief is spending $1,000 a day just to get to that point. They've spent ten dollars to $12,000... Just to get to that point to say, oh, yeah, you've had a torn meniscus the whole time. Yeah. And physical therapy is not doing any good. In fact, it might be doing harm to that, which means you're That's out right. even longer. That's right. And so my job is to build the alliance and to educate the administrators, yeah. the HR people, and the injured workers to say you actually have a whole lot in common. And the common goal 
is to diagnose, treat, rehabilitate the injury as quickly as possible and get the person back to work. Right. Because everyone benefits from that. That's right. And so... The least amount of money spent. That's right. And so we have these rules and we have these protocols, but we also have a lot of options that we can do and we can help people through the process uh, in in order to achieve that goal. And so right now, how many departments do you have signed on with the company? So uh, we just got our first paid client. Great. uh, Central Fire Santa Cruz. Awesome. uh, And they just started January 1st. Okay. Uh, City of San Jose is on board as a trial run. They were actually the first to say yes. Cool. Uh, being a brand new company, we didn't have the data to validate uh, what we could do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the uh, union's executive board said, we, we really think we need this. Yeah. Um, we do, by the way. <laughs> I mean, no firefighter wouldn't yeah. agree with that. We can't justify jumping yeah. on board and paying right away. Mm-hmm. And so they asked for a trial study mm-hmm. through the springtime, and that's what we're doing right now. So what you're doing is going around to the department, to the stations in, in different shifts and showing, the, showing your product. And then people that, uh, once you sign into the, to the database, if you have experience in this, you can go ahead and start putting in information that I've, like for me, I've already accrued through the people that I've seen. That's right. So I'm already creating that database for you and for the other firefighters and and police officers that may uh, access that. So you're helping yourself, you're helping your your coworkers, you're also helping any other um, group on the system. Now, I work uh, for City of Santa Clara. Mm -hmm. Um, This is available for the Santa Clara guys. Um, It's not a formal uh, agreement. Uh, because we have some uh, conflict of interest issues that sure, we, of course. we want to just completely avoid. Yeah, uh, right. And so there, there's no money uh, with going be- between me and, and sure, my yes. firefighters union or POA. Yeah, right. They're it. just they're on board and we're helping them out. That's cool. That's I um, mean that's the best way to do it. Right. Too. Uh, but but you know you mentioned something really important, uh, which is um, getting this information into the database. Um, San Jose uh, has fire uh, captain who's now retired. Uh, he uh, was at a big fire and injured his hips bilaterally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city drug their feet on medical care, and he wasn't able to advocate for himself at that time. He had lots of different options to help himself, but he was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. Um, he just did what he was told when they said, now nah, we're not going to accept this as a work-related injury. Long story short, he ended up getting avascular necrosis in both hips, mm-hmm. uh, needed bilateral hip surgery. He goes to a doctor that he uh, was recommended by a neighbor, seemed good enough on Google. Uh, this doctor performed one of his hip replacement surgeries and absolutely mashed him. Mm-hmm. He Mangled. came out of there uh, in worse shape than he went in. Jesus. And he is permanently disabled and in chronic permanent pain because of the surgery that he did. When he was in his rehabilitation process, he met three other patients of that same doctor Uh who had the same surgery and had the same result. Unbelievable. So you have this um, long-time captain here who um, uh, everybody knows. Yeah, good dude. Great dude. And somebody that if you had an injury to your hip, you might call uh, and say, hey, you know, can you tell me about your experience? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's how we get this information. Yeah. Right. Word of mouth. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, For now, up till right. now, yeah. Well, it turns out another one of your firefighters had to have a hip replacement, Uh-oh. found the same doctor, oh, no. and has had the same result. Unbelievable. And so what we're doing is we're trying to take this word of mouth out. We're trying to take 
out this um, if you know somebody and you get lucky enough to talk to them to get good advice yeah. or you know hey you should avoid this person you know we're taking that out and we're taking this information and spreading it evenly so everybody has access to it not only in your department but now guys in my department can go to school on that yeah guys over the hill in Santa Cruz can go over the hill, go to school on that it's beautiful and we're sharing this information evenly so hopefully this one single doctor who has now hurt two of your firefighters yeah it's not going to make it a third. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. It's 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 uh, it, rather than them. It's like they're going to be joining survivors groups, you know, for the trauma that they've all entailed by the same doctor. Rather than that, at least they'll have a database that they can go to first. You know, first off, and it, it's 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 finally something that we are now creating our own plan protocol. Rather than having to follow the city's guidelines, this is, okay, you get hurt, these are your steps. So what you've talked about, you, you get hurt on the job, go to the ER, take care of that. In the, in the, if you believe it's something that needs to get taken care of, a work-related injury, ER is allowed. Go there sooner than later. Contact the, your company, Cardinal, um, and then... You'll be, in put, you'll be put in touch with somebody who can start advising you right from the get-go of what the steps are for normal workers' comp and when you should be calling back and getting further care or treatment or advice. That's right. And then on top of that, we'll walk you through the database and say, awesome. Great. And say you know, you're going to be wanting to find a specialist for yep. this type of injury that you have, right, yep. or illness right. or whatever it is that's going on. Why don't you check out our database, see if you see somebody that you like out of there. Mm-hmm. And then from there, let's go see if you can see them, if they're in your medical provider network. Right. Right. And we'll walk you through this process because a lot of people are not familiar with their medical provider networks, if, if they even have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on the agency. Right. Right. And so um, we take um, the difficulty out of this because you're injured. You don't understand how the system works, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're you're, by, you're emotional about your own situation in the first place. I mean, it's hard to think clearly when it's you that the emergency is about. Right, right. You're just and an impartial person who can give information. And it's you're huge. In pain, and you're on medication. Of course, yeah, yeah. Right. And you're worried about where you're going to get your next paycheck. And right. Kids are getting yeah. No, no. And, and so, so we're here, and you know, we can't fix everything. But what we can do is we can make sure that every single thing that we can stack up in your favor is stacked up in your favor. That's a great way to end this. Do you have anything else, Scott, you want to mention? Um, you know, um, what I can say is that since I've been starting to do this, mm-hmm. um, it just brings an incredible amount of satisfaction to be able to help somebody through this process. Mm-hmm. I've received um, many, many phone calls so far uh, for help, and every single phone call has um, uh, ended with, the person being uh, incredibly grateful for uh, the help they've gotten. Um, but what's really important is uh, that they have a, a clear understanding of where they stand in the process. They have a clear roadmap mm-hmm. of where they're going, uh, and they can uh, help make uh, be empowered to make good decisions to help them with their case. Uh, we've gotten uh, surgery denials overturned. Mm-hmm. We've gotten people out of bad 
doctor situations and into good doctor situations. Uh, right. We've had people who uh, just didn't know where to turn mm-hmm. and and developed a plan for them to um, you know get great care for themselves. And there's a lot of people that I've talked to that I said, hey, listen, I'm, when I'm done here with this presentation, before I start my car, I hope you're on the phone with an attorney. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you have you, you have long, you have long passed that milestone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's really important. And so, with, yeah, with all great. of this um, that that we've been able to do for people, uh, it's it just gives me a, a tremendous feeling of, of satisfaction and knowing that I can help prevent somebody from going down the same path I did. I love that. You know, we're all caregivers, we're lifesavers, and it's just nice to know we got guys like you in our corner that are providing that for us. If and when something goes wrong, we got somebody fighting for us. So I really appreciate this. I think it's an excellent program. Uh, I'm definitely an advocate for it, and uh, I thanks I thank you for coming on and, and talking about it. Well, I appreciate it. And this will be again. spread all over, you know, as far as I can push this thing, we're going to put it on the site so everybody gets a chance to talk about it. If we have any questions, we'll, I'll, I'll send them to you, and I can answer them to either email or on a Facebook page or something, too. All right? Scott, thanks again for coming on and doing this. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. All right. Take care. Good stuff. Good stuff.